Welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Today we've got a returning guest and that is Emily from Dare to Fly. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and shout out to our sponsors, www.runesilk.com. They're a bird care company and tenga.co.uk. They're a sex toy company. We're both companies. You can get 10% off your first orders by putting in the code TINBISCUIT. That's TINBISCUIT, capital T capital B. If you do want to support or donate to the podcast, you can do through PayPal and you can do that to the Tin Biscuit Podcast 3 at gmail.com. I'll put everything that I've just said in the description. I said that on the first time without mucking anything up. I'm really... <laughs> it was well good that. <laughs> Thank <professional>. you. <laughs> thanks for coming back on Emily. Um yeah, thanks how... for having me again. Yeah. No. Um how's how's it been? To be fair, it's been pretty rough past week. I mean, since um, obviously on Monday there was a lockdown, wasn't there? The announcement that we're going into lockdown again, which I mean, I th- I think most people knew that was coming. Like, it's it's not really surprising, but it's still. I mean, it it still hurts in a way. It's like you know, you get a bit of freedom, and then you. And it's not exactly freedom since we've never really left lockdown, the, the first lockdown. But you get a little sort of taste of it, and then they just launch you back into lockdown again. Um, same with, I think, as well, obviously, what has happened in America regarding the US election. I know a lot of people had their hopes up for that on the 6th with the um, the uh, what happened at Capitol Hill and such. So a lot of people are disappointed about, obviously, Trump as well. So, I mean, there's all sorts going on at the moment. <laughs> what about yeah. you? How have you been feeling? I'm I'm gutted because they've just put us into another nationwide lockdown. I think it's no good for people's morale. I don't think it's any good for relationships, families, businesses, mental health. Um, and I did a video on YouTube, and it's it's strange because... The government or the NHS are releasing the figures of who's actually being treated directly for COVID and through an incidental. So, like, sort of, just say you go for a walk, you slip and you snap your ankle, you have to pin it back together, and you're tested for COVID and you're positive, you'd be classed as a COVID case in sort of yeah. them figures, and that's not right. And it's the same with the death rate. If you die within 28 days of getting a positive test of Corona, you're classed as a COVID death. And I think all the figures and stats are skewed with. I think Sage are lying because they've already proved his lies with the second lockdown because they went off four week year, uh, four week year old data, feet like four week old data. And even the like sort of professors from Oxford and Cambridge were saying, why are you going off the old data? This is the new data. Mask wearing, I don't think mask wearing is doing much good because like everything's going up and I can't see that being con, like sort of con contributed should i say to people who aren't wearing masks in sort of the street um in like sort of shops because there's literally only a handful of people but now they're talking about having mask like mask wearing in like proper public as soon mm. as you leave your home they want mask sort of like sort of wearing but yet they're contradicting themselves because on the christmas bubbles and the site's still saying open your windows to blow covid out through your house but yet you're outside the biggest windows open yeah. but yet i mean there's still- there's a lot of things they've said that, I mean, the the first few things that have, in, in regards to the figures, like you said, 
I mean, I did a video the other day. Um, someone who watches some of my content sent me an email. He lives in Portugal. He used to live in the UK. And he moved to Portugal. He was saying how a lot of stuff that goes on in the world, most people don't hear about because the media just don't report it. One of which is in Portugal, back in November, they ruled that PCR tests are completely unreliable. And also that quarantining people is unlawful. So that means that it does include lockdowns as well. So, but you don't hear about that. And obviously in the UK, we continue to use the PCR tests and we continue to quarantine people, which, you know, if people took a moment to research a little bit, after so many cycles... With the PCR test, if a PCR test is over 25 cycles, it then starts becoming more and more unreliable. Even Anthony Fauci said that. Once you start heading into 30, over 35 cycles, it's completely unusable. What's a cycle? If, it, if you just let people know what a cycle is. <sighs> I mean... I personally have no idea in terms... I think it's going through... I would assume... Because I did read about it, but it's very sciencey and complicated. Mm-hmm. But obviously with the PCR test, it's checking for... It's checking for SARS-CoV-2 and checking for the strains of the whole thing lumped together one thing that is interesting on the pcr test before i forget and and like you've hit the nail on the head is that um if you have had covid six months ago and you get tested again that covid can still last so it'll still pick up even at a low ebb of it um and it's it's still sort of proven and it's still up for debate do asymptomatic people because i think it's there's not one case of it to be proven that asymptomatic people spread this virus or like whatever it is but yet that's the one condition on why people are wearing masks so us wearing masks are based on a non-scientific study um the asymptomatic thing it got actually ruled that um a study had shown that asymptomatic people is just not really a thing and just to go on to the cycle thing before i Mm -hmm. forget yeah because i did look it up and i was sort of along the right lines it just is a measure across the test of a marker of covid so it's a measure of how i don't want to say how much covid but if you sort of a measure of how many strains it finds or how how much of it i guess you could say so it's a bit like the alcohol test the police do it and it could show you've got alcohol in like your system but it's below the alcohol limit it's okay to drive and like this test based on what you're sort of saying is it just indicates you've got covid it doesn't indicate on what level you've got it it's it's uh, it's how sensitive the test is in a way and I, I think it's just a metric that they used for the tests. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, there's a debate about that. I mean, even just looking up what explaining going into the cycles, 
is a debate of whether using cycles as a metric is reliable and should be done because it is just a metric. It's like, how do you determine a cycle, if that makes sense? It's getting very complicated, but going back to the asymptomatic thing we were just saying Mm -hmm. about, um, there was a, trying to, off the top of my head, um, there was um, a study done in... I think it was China. I remember my, my um, dad shared it on Twitter. There was a study done, and it they had studied a a lot of people. It was like five hundred or so people, um, who were determined to be asymptomatic, and people who um or had COVID or had tested positive. And also there's some people who tested negative. And they found that those who were seen as in asymptomatic, they it wasn't a thing, it wasn't spreading. People who were coming into contact with people who were believed to be asymptomatic carriers, they weren't trans- transmitting it. So the whole thing of whether you can be asymptomatic and and pass it on to others it's that that study showed that well everything we thought we knew about asymptomatic carriers and covid and what have you doesn't seem to be the case and and i'm pretty sure there was do you remember there was that whole to do with them saying once you've had covid you can get it again Mm -hmm. yeah well I'm pretty sure they've found only if a handful, maybe even one person in the UK or something, has that's ever happened to. So that kind of plays a bit of part into it of getting it again and not having. I mean, I th- this is the thing with COVID. When it, if you get really just get down to simplifying it out, is it's the survival rate is so high it's just another version of the cold and i know people get really upset when people say that but it is it's in the same family as having the common cold and also those who have died of it is the important word the the, the media and the government don't use the word of they use the word with yeah, all which from is the, which yeah. is the point. It's it's not of, it's with. There's a very big difference between that. It's a massive difference. Yeah, and and those who have died with it within 28 days, which again is is so vague, um, have either been in the age range of very elderly, sort of 80, you know, age 70, 80 plus, or if they appear young and fit and healthy, it's it's because everyone who's died of it or most have had an underlying health condition that makes them more susceptible and vulnerable to suffering a lot worse from it than those who are healthy and don't have an underlying health condition. What do you think to the vaccines? Because we've got a third one out now. Is it the mod? I can't even say it. Mod- Moderna. Moder- Moderna. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not going to be available till till spring. But 
there's a massive ramp now for them like the vaccine and looking at it from the outside i can see why they've locked it down i can see the logic behind it if um if it might covid's real if it might to believe on i can see the logic of them locking it down so everyone can get vaccinated then open it up on f- sort of february but i would be tend i i like would tend to believe the government but they've backtracked and they've lied so many times on the mask issue the vaccine issue is like you still might have to wear your mask once and like you've had the vaccine mm. they've extended it from three weeks to 12 weeks which again i can see the logic in that because like the more shots they get the more they can produce and the more people will get the protection because they say the second shot's only a top-up so it's not like i'm a, a big conspiracy anti-vax i can see the logic of it but there's so many lies and inconsistencies there was a good um podcast with trigonometry and they had a doctor of myco microbiology on and he's done a book coronavirus false facts and five actually i've got a bit here oh there yeah and he um like talked as like you said about the pcr test there was also a talk about the um vaccines there was also a talk about masks and he also said about the asymptomatics that even if you've got it and you cough it out it'll be dispersed anyway because it's like a thousand times stronger in your throat. And if you cough it, it's basically gone. And there's no real issue to wear masks if you're a healthy person, because it can just create more problems, especially with people with um, lung diseases and breathing difficulties. Because, like, especially in weather like this, it's been so cold. And, well, to some people it's been cold, but um, it'll, and it'll get damp. Your face mask will get damp. It will retain water, moisture that can create, and like, sort of back, like bacteria. So... They've backtracked on like the masks, and I just think, um, but uh, I just don't know. We're, we're just being fed lies, lies upon lies, and that's why people are questioning it now. The more people are questioning it, I mean, we, I think with vaccines, I know some, you know, a lot, most people will who are people who watch the mainstream media. They um, are genuinely very scared of what's going on. And I think rightfully so in terms of if you put the news on or if you go to find out information from the government, it's there's never a positive thing. They never say about how many people have actually survived or recovered from it. It's always... This is how many people are dying. This is what's going to happen. If and sort of make it out to be everyone else's fault mm-hmm. and blame it on people. Um, but the thing with the vaccine is, you have to just sort of look at how long have they actually spent developing it. No time whatsoever. How long did they actually spend trial? Spend trial in it again no time whatsoever and then as well for those who have there's a lot of reports of and I, you never hear about it of people who have had adverse reactions who have had allergic reactions and in some cases are you know, life-threateningly ill as a result. We don't hear about that. I mean, the other day, or this was only a few days ago, in Mexico, a doctor 
had been given the, I think it was the AstraZeneca vaccine. And, no, it was the Pfizer vaccine, sorry. He was given the Pfizer vaccine. 30 minutes later, he had started having a seizure, breathing difficulties, and he developed swelling and um, on his spinal cord and brain, and he was put into intensive care, all because he had the vaccine. And, I mean, you never hear about that. The thing is, I think... Do I think people should get the vaccine from my personal opinion? No, because, it, like you said, they have said that even if you got the vaccine, you'd still have to follow social distancing and wear a mask. So what's the point? They're, they're saying this vaccine's going to solve everyone's problems, yet it's not. Um, as well, I this this is the thing that I think... I don't think people should get the vaccine, but again, that is my opinion. I'm not going to get it. I know you're not going to get it, but I think the choice should be there. So if people wanted to get the vaccine, that is completely their decision because it's like my body, my choice. They should have that choice. If they started making it mandatory, that's when things would get scary, but people should have the freedom and the choice to make their own decisions. Um, that's my just, that's what I think about it anyway. Yeah. Going back to the vaccine when, because I did bring it up to be fair. And we said that about, you must like still might have to social distance and like wear a mask. The media say that, but I'm wondering if it's only until of likes sort of a vast majority of the UK or like the world have been vaccinated to create some sort of herd immunity then we can go back to a semi-normal state that could be one of the reasons why they've said that but again you've mentioned the media aren't clear and everything they say about things the also other interesting thing about the media is which will um, relates directly to twitter really and like the page um is that people who are beginning to question things even say well, what about this? You're just classed as a conspiracy theorist. You're classed as yeah. having blood on your hands. They're basically calling people murderers now that won't take the vaccine. And it's a very scary situation to be in because the government are discussing stricter measures, but admittedly today they've said that there's not much more we like sort of can actually do. So reading between the lines is if they do go through mask wearing in public, the only thing they can realistically do is try and overturn that 1984 rule, ironically, the rule was in 1984 for medical procedures, and that say, we're going to have to make everyone take this vaccine. Now, if they did that, which I don't think, that I hope they don't do that, but what do you think would happen with society if they started saying things like that? Because it would put into question things like pro-choice people, abortion, and it would also set the precedent of other things saying, you, you'll have to have your beard cut off, you'll have to have your hair a certain way, you'll have to have this medical procedure because like, the government would take control of your body. And that reflects in the way they might be shutting down small businesses because people won't be able to afford the house, they won't be able to afford to buy food. And it'll come to a state maybe, which I believe is happening, in maybe the end game, because I was going to ask you what do you think the end game is, of the government will say, well, we'll buy a house off you and we'll give you a certain amount of money a month, but you must do what we say. That's um, that's sort of the end game. But mm. going back to the vaccine, do you think they could and would make it mandatory? And if they I mean, did if try they could, they probably 
I think they could make it mandatory. I think if they if they were able to, they would. They mm-hmm. would have done it a long time ago. I think this is the thing, whether they will actually do it, it's difficult to say because I think if they made it mandatory, I think there's too many people who would, there would be too much resistance against it because thinking do how many people I know who personally in my personal life who would get the vaccine is very I don't really know anyone and (laughs) and that's even people who are quite watching you know watching the news and following everything and they're very scared about it even they have said they wouldn't get it so Mm. you know I mean but I think the way for them to get around it is instead of making it mandatory, doing it in a way of if you get the vaccine, life will return to normal. But if you don't get the vaccine, you will still have to live under restrictions. So it's not necessarily mandatory. It's made out that you have a choice. But if you don't get it, you basically can't do anything it's interesting you say that because they're already starting to do that with flying and i sort of resigned myself to i won't be leaving the country again which is fine yeah. I'm, I'm i'm like not going to play the game i'm like not one of these ones because i know of two people within the last say month that will take it purely because they want to go on holiday and if they didn't want to go on holiday they wouldn't take the vaccine okay so but how would they distinguish from people who have got the vaccine and had the vaccine would then we have to wear it like a like a star like the Jews did in World War Two, or because like it's interesting you you said about that. Yeah, it's interesting you said about that. Um, Brazil, the Brazilian government, um, have actually got a list, um, of all of the people who have said they're not going to get the vaccine. So they have compiled a list of people. The same as, the same as Spain. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, Brazil, and I'm, I think, yeah, like you said, I think Spain must have done the same by the sounds of, like, if you mention Spain. But they have got a list of all the people who have said they are not going to take the vaccine. And they've said that, they've been asked, well, what are you going, what are they doing with that? They've not really said anything. They've just sort of said, oh, you know, just, just, just so we know. Um, but they've said they're going to share it with the rest of, um, with other EU countries. Um, so I think they will just say you got on it. Just think, trying to think of a scenario of you, like when you get the you know flu jab letter or something, and you say no. There's probably a register somewhere where they've they they've know who people who haven't got it and versus people who have. Um, the same might be said for the vaccine. You might get a call or something where they ask, "Well, it's time that you're eligible to get the vaccine." If you said no, they would probably mark that down and say, "So and so has not got the vaccine." So they probably just have a register of people who don't have the vaccine. And those who have taken it would, I would assume that that's how it would go. Um, but who knows? I mean, I think personally, anyway, um, 
when if it's a lot similar to sort of the face mask thing, those who are exempt from wearing face masks, um, you have to show that you are exempt. Well, you don't have to, but you it's encouraged. It's pressurized on you to it's show in, that it's pressurized that you do it, and I mean I'm exempt. So when I go, for example, if I go to the supermarket, I have like a lanyard with a thing on that says I'm exempt from wearing a face mask because... Is it the sunflowers one? Um, It's not a sunflower one. It's just a lanyard. And then I've got the sunflower card. Yeah, I've, um, I'm, yeah, I've yeah. got the sunflower card. And um, I wear that because the, the thing is, you don't have, I know you don't have to do that. People don't have to prove that they're exempt because even the government guidance says you people who are exempt do not have to prove it. It's pressured in a way because of the way everyone else is going to look at you and obviously to avoid confront, potential confrontation. Um, so I think that in a way is, like you said, how are they going to identify people who who don't really conform? They already do that anyway with people who are exempt. They kind of have to just basically out themselves as mm. being exempt. You know what what's next for? I mean, I know in some back going back a while ago, in some states in the U.S., um, they were trialing wristbands for a while so people who have tested positive will wear a certain color wristband and if you've tested negative you wear a different color wristband so you can tell between who is you know positive who has had it or has it and who doesn't um but obviously that didn't work out too well because like you said it's it's a very slippery slope into um what has already happened in history before so who knows what's going to happen anything could happen in the next few days really i do feel that there's going to be another uh a bojo clown press conference come in and he probably will say about the um face mask being worn outside i can see a massive pushback on that i i i, I can see people not wearing face masks out to my side because it just doesn't make sense because they're going against their own advice through opening windows in houses and it disperses outside. You've blocked up. Are you there? Have we lost you? That's, um, well, we was having a nice conversation. I can't hear anything. Um, I will send a message and we'll see if we can get you back. Still recording. You see, we had this last time with the other um, with the other podcast, but it wasn't my it like was my end that messed up, not their end. Let's see, can we um, have a chat? Oh, it's got a chat message there. Let's have a look. You know, Skype is the bane of my life. The Tim Biscuits Podcast. 